Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on our program, Watch Therefore. And we're going to complete our time together in what I like to call the Faithful Servant Handbook or Guidebook, the book of Philippians. First, I'm going to share a scripture with you from the book of James to help set our hearts and minds for this teaching today. It's in James chapter 1. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, listen to this, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Oh, that the Lord would help prepare our hearts to receive His powerful, effective, life-changing, holy word. So I'm going to now read a review. The passages we looked at last time together in the book of Philippians have a word of prayer and then go into today's teaching. Here we go. Philippians chapter 4, beginning of verse 1. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore you, Dea, and I implore Sintish to be of the same mind in, this, in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help those women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Oh, hallelujah. What powerful words from the word of God. And today we're going to receive more. Let's have a word of prayer and let's prepare our hearts once again to receive the word of the living God. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua's name, our great God and Savior, please bless every viewer today and 
uh, work in our hearts and minds and help us to receive your word. We thank you, Father. I pray great blessings on every viewer today. In Messiah Yeshua's name, amen. So now we're going to continue in Philippians chapter 4 as we finish this book today, Lord willing, and let's start in verse 10 and go forward. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, Messiah, who strengthens me. So remember, Paul is in jail for the gospel of Messiah Jesus. And he's very thankful. He rejoices in the Lord that the Philippians are helping with some of his needs in this very difficult time of persecution. And, and, and think of this. The Philippians are taking advantage of an opportunity to help Paul. This is not some burden, something, well, we got to help Paul. There he is locked up for the gospel. No, their hearts are full of joy that they have the opportunity, that they get to participate in his gospel outreach. And, and, and Paul's not rejoicing in getting things, right? He's learned something, actually, that many wealthy people haven't learned. He's learned contentment. Now, there's a couple of examples. There are wealthy business people and lottery winners that are some of the most miserable people on the planet. Can you imagine that? Now, I have met people who live in slums in Africa, in big city slums, and they're full of the joy of the Lord. While I've met many who are very wealthy, they don't have a care in the world for the things of the world, yet they're some of the most miserable people on the planet. How is that? Well, think of the context in which most would, would use the passage in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I'm going to go out and do this. I'm going to go out and achieve that. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that might be an application one could use, but it's not the best interpretation of this verse. Why? Because that's not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, when I have much, I praise the Lord. I have contentment. When I have nothing of this world, I praise the Lord, and I have contentment. I'm happy in Messiah Jesus. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the right interpretation, and that's something for us to remember, to receive today, and let it work in us that we might walk in it. Hallelujah. And next again, we see this concept of gospel and discipleship outreach from the congregation in Philippi, as it should be in all believing in Messiah Jesus congregations and churches, praying, giving, and going. We've seen the, the Philippians praying for Paul, giving for Paul's work, and even sending Epaphroditus, which we'll see in a moment. Nevertheless, you've done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. And listen, 
Remember, Paul's happy to receive their gifts. It's helping him along in this difficult time, but he's not seeking it. He's not seeking it. That has nothing to do with why he's ministering to the Philippians. He's continually seeking their fruitfulness and their blessings. And that's the way leaders in Messiah Jesus should lead. And that's the way followers should follow as well. Uh, and, and of course, leaders and everyone in the congregation are all following Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Paul sees their giving to him as an acceptable and pleasing sacrifice in Messiah Yeshua to Abba Father. Why? Well, their participation, their blessing is actively, intentionally helping and blessing Abba's servant who is on his gospel errand. Paul is on a gospel errand for Abba Father. And the Philippians are participating in it. And that's our model. That's how we're to do church, right? Philippians 4.17 and onward, Paul says, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, look at verse 19. It's another often used out of context scripture. What's the, what's the context of Abba Father supplying, meeting all the needs of the Philippians according to his riches and glory by Messiah Jesus? What's the context of that? Is, is it that every Messiah, every follower of Messiah Jesus experiences this? No matter how they think, how they speak, how they live, whether they participate in the gospel or not, whether they participate in advancing the kingdom of God or not? No, that's not the context. The context is our Father will honor their gospel participation and meet their needs. That's the context. That's the context. No, this congregation is actively and intentionally getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Jesus, right? Seeing other churches planted through Paul's ministry, helping him when he's in trouble. And as they do that, exercising that kind of faithfulness, demonstrating that kind of love for the Lord and his program, his kingdom program, the Lord will overflow and meet their needs in, in an unimaginable, holy, powerful way. That's the context. Is that how you most often hear this verse quoted? Not me. No, I've heard it quoted in a, in a lot of other ways. Philippians 4, 20 through 23. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint and Messiah Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Listen, this letter ends powerfully. Of course, greeting all the believers in Messiah Jesus, but also we see the, the folks in Caesar's household receiving Messiah Jesus and becoming disciples. Right there in the belly of the beast, right in the center of the opposition of the gospel, Paul has been positioned to reach precious souls.
and he's doing it. Yeah? What about you? Wherever you are right now, in this dark world, you're there to shine as a light and make disciples of Messiah Jesus, just like Paul. Yeah? We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Remember, watch Therefore and be ready. So very thankful for this Watch Therefore message that stirs the lukewarm out of their terrible condition to a fiery walk in Messiah Jesus and also presents the necessary urgency for this season to this generation of the lost. Oh, receive Jesus the Lord now while there's yet a little time. Now we also have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations that operates under Watch Therefore Ministries. Why? The Bible teaches that the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our to the Jew first ministry is Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan, whereby we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and so much more and our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations. We've been in Africa. I've been in about 10 African countries in the last 10 or 12 years with the gospel, making disciples, pastors' conferences, helping orphans and widows. It's such a special opportunity. I also go across Nigeria, for example, to conferences with thousands of people preaching the Watch Therefore message and the gospel and other discipleship things from the scriptures. Now, I want to mention finances for a minute because this ministry is so very expensive. The airtime production costs way beyond anything I could do. But my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And I want to tell you, if you haven't yet received Jesus as Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would enjoy the program and receive Jesus as Lord. Get saved today. But for those of you who understand sowing and reaping, laying your treasures up in heaven, and you're looking for a place to partner with the Lord, we believe this is a place for you to prayerfully consider. Also, we're reintroducing my book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. It will help you in this hour of storms and trouble to find a place of refuge the Lord has provided, the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. And we want to make sure everyone can get a book. So for a donation of any amount to watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations, we'll send you a book, America's Ark. Make sure you place the name of the book, America's Ark, in the note or purpose section so that we know to get a book out to you as soon as possible. Now, we're going to go back to the program in just a moment. It's so important, more than ever, to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us in the clouds any moment. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. I'm so thankful for the time we had together in the book of Philippians. Now it's time to shift gears a little bit. I'm going to share a testimony from many years ago and a little bit of an overview that led to 
my book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. It begins with a testimony because in 2001, in the summer, in the, in the late hours of the evening, wee hours of the morning, the Lord began to wake me up and, and tell me to go and pray. And as I did, I opened my Bible to, to a place in the prophet Ezekiel. And from that first time I began reading it, I couldn't put it down. And the Lord showed me a passage in Ezekiel chapter 14 that I'll never forget. It changed my life. And it was for not only that season, but it's for right now today. And for every one of you who are watching. Now I'm going to read Ezekiel 14 verses 12 through 20 and then share a little bit more about this testimony. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when a land sins against me by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. I will cut off its supply of bread, send famine on it, and cut off man and beast from it. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land, and they empty it, and make it so desolate that no man may pass through because of the beasts, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters, only they would be delivered, and the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword on that land, and say, sword, go through the land, and I cut off man and beast from it, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters, but only they themselves would be delivered. Or if I send pestilence into that land and pour out my fury on it in blood and cut off from it man and beast, even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver, deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. As I was waking up in the night with these passages, tears were dripping from my face as I was on my knees on the floor over my Bible, and, and, and tears were dropping on these verses. And the Lord was showing me that great judgment was about to come to America. I love America. There are people out there that rejoiced and still rejoice when bad things happen in America. I love America. I love Americans. I are one. And, um, and so this was very hard for me. Uh, around August of 2001, a friend of mine who taught a very large Bible study in a very large church in Texas, he invited me to come and speak to the Bible study. And I said, boy, do I have a message for you. And I shared with uh, the Bible study some of the things I'm sharing with you today. And I read these verses. And I, I said to them at one point, the Lord is about to take us to the woodshed for our sins in America, and I don't want to go there. Well, you know, there's a saying that a, a picture says a thousand words. Well, nobody verbally disagreed or said anything against me as I was sharing these things, but the looks on their faces were, were those of, of anger and pure rejection of the things I was sharing with them. Some were even looking at their watches like, when do we get out of here? And, and, and so I shared with others what I shared with them and what I'm sharing with you.
And, and I shared with some church leaders. I shared with some ministry leaders and, and friends, and nobody could listen. Nobody could hear what I was saying. And the Lord was waking me up in the night with this. I was burdened so terribly. Well, on the morning of September 11th, 2001, it was uh, early in the morning, uh, and my wife and I were having a lively discussion because uh, in Israel at that time, there was what was called the Intifada. Uh, Palestinian terrorists were blowing up buses and shops, and Israelis were being killed uh, through that terrorism. And I um, looked at my wife as we were having this discussion that morning, and I said, it would be safer in Israel for us than it will be in America. And my wife said, well, how can that be with all this terrorism in Israel? While we were having this discussion, a friend called and said, turn on your television. We've been hit uh, with a terrorist attack. And I turned on the news and the first plane had hit uh, the World Trade Center uh, building. The, fir the first plane had hit the first building. And the Lord began to show me it was directly related to what He had been revealing to me in these scriptures and waking me up to pray about. And I began walking up the hallway of my house, and I just, the Spirit of the Lord filled me, and I said, it's not over, there's more, there's more. And, and we all know what unfolded. And, and, and so, I don't like saying this, but, but I'm going to say it. There's still more. And it's still not over. And, 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 and sadly, um, our beloved America, along with all the nations of the world, it's up to its ears in sin. Now, for about, as long as I can remember, even when a little, as a little child, I was in church and I was hearing prophecy teachers like Hal Lindsey, the late great planet Earth. And one of the things they were saying was, all through these different times of my life where I was as a child and then later on as an adult in church, um, I would hear prophecy teachers saying, something has to happen to America to take it off the world stage. It's not uh, uh, mentioned as a big player in Bible prophecy. America is not. Uh, Russia is, Asian countries are, Europe is, specific Middle Eastern countries are. Of course, Israel's at the center of it all, but America is not. And, and, and so the Lord began to show me that it's not all bad news as bad as this is to hear and as hard as this is to, to think about, that the Lord has provided a way forward for Americans. And the whole world's going to shake, folks. When a superpower comes off the world stage, it doesn't happen all clean and like, you know, easy. No, the whole world shakes. And certainly it's going to in the, in the days ahead, in the days ahead. And, and this is the fig tree generation. All the birth pangs Messiah Jesus spoke of are, are, are here, and these are the days of Noah. This is going to be a difficult time. And, and, and so, uh, you know, really, the Bible isn't a book of fairy tales like a lot of teaching out there tries to make it these days. It's real, and it's going to be hard, but the Lord has a way forward for, for us. And, and the reason He gives us Noah, Daniel, and Job and the righteousness they had is because that's what the Lord used to bring them through the most difficult circumstances known to man. Yeah? And, and, and He wants to impart to us, of course He's imparted the righteousness of Messiah Jesus to every born-again believer, but there's, there's deeper and more profound and holy, righteous, clean, pure ways of thinking 
like Noah, Daniel, and Job had that we need to embrace. Why? Because so much of what is called Christianity has become very worldly and tarnished and dirtied by the world. And so we need to get back to the real thing, and we find that in Noah, Daniel, and Job's life, right? And, and so it, it looks like everything's falling apart, but according to Bible prophecy, everything's coming together, and the Lord has a place for you that's prominent to play in this season, a part for you to play, like He did with Noah, like He did with Daniel, like He did with Job, right? And, and so what's the answer? The answer is to seek for the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. The answer is not gold, guns, and a place in the hills. Now, it's not that you can't have gold or shouldn't have a gun, and and if the Lord leads you to buy a place in the hills, great, but that's not going to help you if you're not walking in the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. Let me give you a great example. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the most horrible time, with the greatest judgment in the history of humanity, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that grace is available for you and me today, folks, in Messiah Jesus. And and let's start there as we end the program today. Get my book, America's Ark. Get that book. It will help you. I'm not trying to sell books. I'm trying to help you. Get that book. And for everyone who's watching today, make sure you have the righteousness of Messiah Jesus. That's the front door. That's the place to start. Have you truly been saved? Because a lot of what church does today, it facilitates lost people, sinners who've never been forgiven for their sins, to, be, to feel good about being religious. But they're not forgiven. Listen, you've got to be forgiven by God for your sins. How? Believe that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for your sins. He was buried in hallelujah on the third day He rose again. Turn away from your sins, repent, and put your faith in Messiah Jesus. Begin now to think about your sin rightly. It's killing me, and I need to begin to turn away from it. And the Lord will meet you there as you put your faith in Him, and He will save you and forgive you and give you, oh hallelujah, a new life. Pray with me even now, if that's you who need to do that. Oh, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, oh, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Father, I believe you sent Jesus to save me and forgive me. Jesus, Lord, I believe you're alive. You rose again. Today, now, I want to begin to repent and put my faith in you. Save me. Heal me. Forgive me. And give me a new life. Teach me how to follow you, Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're out of time now, but look at the information at the screen. Contact us, and we'll send you some information to help you get started. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, 
are watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore.